My name is Kat Stein, and this is Voices Up. What is it like to grow up feeling like you're in the wrong body, or like you're different but can't really figure out how? A few weeks ago, we spoke with my little sister Addie about this question, about her experience with gender dysphoria and transitioning, and about moving through the world as a trans woman. Addie is a beautiful, loving, vibrant person whose goal is to educate people on trans issues and advocate for the trans community, and I feel so lucky to be your sister. My name is Addie Stein. I am 21 years old, and I am from Vancouver, Washington. I feel my experience can help others. And that's why I'm, I'm almost proud in what I've faced, because it makes me a stronger person and a better advocate and a better teacher. Stories like mine as a transgender American were very underrepresented. I saw this great study. I believe it was Pew Research, and it said that 90% of Americans personally knew someone who was gay or lesbian or bisexual, but only 8% of Americans personally know someone who is transgender. I think my hope is, is that, you know, people are often afraid of what they don't know. So I would love it if I could help break down that stigma around trans people even a tiny bit. I think our age group is often ignored and our voices aren't taken as seriously. I feel for one, if people in power chose to listen to the things we'd have to say, then they'd have to acknowledge that there are issues that they don't want to have to confront, um, whether it be you know, racial biases or LGBTQ discrimination or poverty or police brutality, anything or um, anything in that sort of realm. It's easier to to kind of mock us and 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 downplay our our voices and, and opinions simply because we're young rather than taking them seriously. Yeah, and I'm thinking that all those issues that you're mentioning too are issues of social equity, right? Yes. My mom works in construction. I feel like I got to witness my mom and seeing her fight through that and demand to be taken seriously and not taking, you know, crap from anyone showed sort of justice and action and that you can be your own advocate. You know, I grew up as a uh, LGBT child. I experienced bullying firsthand. Uh, that makes anyone a little more sensitive to injustices. And I think it's easier to come up with strategies on how to fight against that. And what do you think your core strategies are? As tempting as it is to immediately get mad and want to shut someone down who is ignorant to what life is like for me or, or mocking of, of who I am, I think we will get a lot farther trying to educate people who might not be expecting to be educated. When you have an honest conversation, you'll find you'll have a lot more in common. And when you give people the access to knowledge, it sort of lights up a, a, a part of their mind that you could say was dark to an issue. And when you give people that knowledge, you, you only grow your supporters rather than fight people who hate you. If there was an image that was a metaphor or lighting up people's minds. What's what's an image that comes to mind for you? I, the first thing that comes to mind is a is sort of a, a sun rising over a valley, um, yeah. and slowly cascading upon more and more of the land below it. I love that. Um, kind of shows just how beautiful your heart is, because there was a side of me that kind of saw this sort of light showing shining in a dark alley. But no, yours is 
This <laughs> is much more hopeful. As a child, Addie, how old were you when you knew that you were in the wrong body? Probably five or six. I was never given the vocabulary at that age of what transgender meant. I just knew that I wasn't what I was supposed to be. And it's incredibly hard to explain, but I can kind of compare it to it's almost like it's almost like if you were to be missing like an, your hand and you would look down and you could tell that your hand was missing, but you didn't really know what was supposed to be there instead. And so even from a very young age, I knew that something was off. I just didn't have the language to to demonstrate it. And did you feel depressed about it or it was just a, it, at that young age? It's just an is. I, I would say I was depressed about it because I knew that I should have been born a girl but so hard to say what exactly I was thinking because I simply did not have the language to express how I felt, um, which is one of the reasons why I feel that education of transgender issues uh, to children is important because it, in all actuality, it will save lives and give them a feeling of acceptance and an answer to why they're feeling that way. And I could have really used that as a child. Do you ever worry that there's gonna be some young people that have surgery that that then go oh no that's not really who i am no um, does anybody ever ask you that question every day and it's not at all a concern of mine i feel like that's such a thing that people can latch onto. is that what if what if what if it is extremely hard to get access to surgeries in my experience you have to have two different letters from psychologists or psychiatrists and a, a letter from your doctor you have to meet requirements of being on, you know, hormone replacement therapy for a year. You have to have a certain gender expression for a year. It's almost like asking someone if, if they're concerned that they're going to get hit by lightning. It, it really, to me, serves no purpose in the conversation of transitioning and transgender rights because it only, it, it only detracts from, from progress. Well, here's a question that's posed to me a lot. I've had multiple parents ask me, they're like, okay, so my daughter feels she is a trans girl. I'm worried, what if in a couple of years she decides that she's not? And my answer to that is, then she decides that she's not. To me, there's a choice of you can either support your transgender child or you can have a dead child because of depression and suicide. Every single person I know that has detransitioned, which I, I only know people through the internet, like on YouTube or, or, or places like that, has detransitioned because of societal hate and pressure. So that should tell you a lot about the should. general environment around trans people and that people deny themselves who they are simply to, to stop the ridicule and hate. Um, yeah. So it sounds like you went through depression and maybe suicidal ideation. Yes. Do you still? I wouldn't say I'm suicidal. Um, the reason I'm not suicidal is because I, I transitioned and that saved my life. I'm much more content and fulfilled as a person living as my true self. And I, I definitely do, still struggle with depression, but it, my depression is directly connected to the injustice and hate that myself and my community face every day. A lot of trans people describe their depression as battle fatigue because you just get so tired of fighting every single day that it just wears you down after a while and you can only help but to feel depressed 
because your heart is just so bright. What do you say in these times to people? That's a good question. <laughs> I would say don't be weak, but you can't fight fire with fire. How do you walk with such generative love in the midst of an era of hate and polarity? If I were to focus on things I get told every day or actions people take towards me every day that are far from kind, I don't think I'd still be here. But if I choose and I actively make the choice, and now it's almost that I don't, um, now it's, it's I, don't, I don't even feel that I make the choice to be positive. It's just kind of second nature in, in, as a sort of, it just, you sort of absorb it after a while. If I choose to be positive, I will, I will rise above. It's, it's almost as if I don't have any other option. Mm -hmm. um, I need to be my own advocate and I need to be my own sort of lighthouse. Been using this term for a couple of years is that what I do on this project is I, I seek out the light keepers. And so I kind of like that you have a lighthouse and I'm looking for you because you're a light keeper. <laughs> I like that. I do too. How has the current pandemic impacted you and how you're perceiving the world? I saw this great saying in an article the other day that said, my community as trans women has always been in a pandemic. You know, as a trans woman, I am in the demographic currently most affected by HIV in America. And most people don't know that. Most people have no idea because it's not talked about. It's heartbreaking. A while back, I read in a paper by the CDC that the HIV infection rate among trans women is 14%. What's the percentage in normal community or, you know, like average? 0.5%. What, what is the factor? So for one, a lot of trans women have to turn to sex work. Um, transgender Americans are four times more likely to have a household income um, under $10,000 per year. When you're that desperate for money, you'll do anything and you'll put yourself in situations that you don't necessarily want to be put in. What actions do you take to better the life for yourself and others? I try and be a big advocate online and I have had multiple young um, trans girls who are still in the closet, who are afraid to come out or in you know, bad situations kind of talk to me as a, as a mentor. That's one of the, what I'm best suited for is helping people in, in situations like that. In general, for young people ages 19 to 29, why do you think it's important that young people of that age group are heard today? Ultimately, we are the future. We should get to decide where the road is headed. Young people are the ones who have to deal with today's problems when they turn into tomorrow's messes, or rather manage today's problems so they don't become tomorrow's messes. What's your biggest concern for you and for our larger world today? My concern for, you know, stepping aside from, from transgender advocacy, I'll come back to that um, at the end of this question, but my biggest concern right now in the world is climate change. I believe it's the biggest threat to the future of all peoples on this planet. My generation will be the one to, to tackle this because it seems, some days it feels like the majority of, of my generation is the only 
majority of any generation that's taking this seriously. We see how it will affect our future. Some of the action actions I take to better myself and, and people around me is, is to raise awareness of issues that I feel are important, whether it be economic inequality or transgender and LGBTQ rights. People approach me with advice and questions as a trans person from one trans person to another. So I feel I'm a good advocate by spreading awareness of what trans people go through and also helping trans people who are less along in their transition or even ones that just need someone to talk to. I think small things go a long way. I think being kind in, in, in just day-to-day how you carry yourself. I, I put it this way. If you run into someone kind at the grocery store, you're more likely to be kind throughout the day. But if you run into a real you know, asshole at the grocery store, that uh, you're more likely to be in a bad mood for the rest of the day. I think that's how I help the community around me. My biggest hope is that I become successful in the, the world of advocacy for my community, as well as a transgender health specialist. We are Voices Up, and that was Addie Stein. If you would like to learn more about Addie or follow her journey, you can find her on Facebook or Instagram at Addie Stein, A-D-D-Y-S-T-E-I-N. This conversation was led by Carolyn Campbell. Editing and production were done by me, Kat Stein, and Carolyn Campbell. The music is also by me. To stay up to date with Voices Up, follow us on Facebook at Voices Up, Instagram at Voices.Up, or send an email to beheardnow at VoicesUp.net. To be the first to hear future episodes, don't forget to subscribe to Voices Up wherever you listen to podcasts.